Hello, Chini Maji family. This is your host, Mark Karaki. This week, we have an amazing guest, the Never Say Die, Alan Osoro, founder of First Choice Global, that uh, the company that owns and operates the first locally developed cash remittance application in Kenya. So Alan is one of those, one of the most tenacious individuals I have ever met. His story perfectly encapsulates why entrepreneurs who have a personal connection to the problem they are solving and are genuinely passionate about it are able to overcome the darkest periods and get to the other side. Alan is a true warrior and a total class act. He's one of those individuals you can't help but root for. I am convinced he will build an amazing company that will be a core part of our fintech ecosystem in the years to come. Watch this space and enjoy this amazing episode. Hello, everybody. This is the Chini Imagine Podcast with Impact Africa Network. We had to, this week. We are. I am excited to actually have somebody who I have uh, waited for a long time to have on the podcast, um, and uh, he's got a very interesting story to tell. One of the most tenacious, never say die um, entrepreneurs that I've come across in Silicon Savannah, Mr. Alan Osoro, uh, founder of what is your company called now? Because I know you've gone through a couple of changes, right? It's fast, fast is global. Sorry? First Choice Global. First Choice Global. So founder of First Choice Global, which is um, remittance, payments, fintech, play, right? Targeting the diaspora, that money that's coming back into our market, which is growing every year, year on year. Um, and uh, that's kind of like the, the market you're going after, right? Exactly. Awesome. So good. I mean, you obviously, you're a fan of the podcast, I believe, yes, right? Yes, I follow podcasts. You've listened to some of the episodes? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Any any favorites that you can remember? Any things that you... They're all... Uh, they're all excellent. Come on, man. They can't be all, all excellent. What, okay, they're what? amazing stories. Amazing stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully today we can deliver one amazing story also. Cindy, hopefully. I'm sure. Hopefully mine is also amazing. <laughs> so this is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, you and I actually met... Oh, God, I want to say... Two years ago. Two years ago, right? And at that time I had come to the market to I think I I was still doing my market research between here when you think you you you're just coming from Wanda. You were working on something. Oh yes, I had gone to oh yeah, this is the time I was spending a month in Kenya and East Africa doing yes. my market research, looking to see if I was really looking to gather data or information to make the decision whether I was going to move back. So yes. this was February of 2018. Was last year? It was last year. Colby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, how did we connect? I think it was Martin Karanja. Martin, Martin Karanja uh, gave you my contact. Yeah. I think you met him in Rwanda. I met him at in the conference. GCM, GSMA conference, I think. No, it was, it was the Africa Tech Summit or something oh, like that. Oh, yes. In, in yes. Rwanda. Yeah. yeah. That's where I met Martin and he connected us. And we proceeded to meet and kind of talk about, learn more about your story um, yes. and, and, and all that. So I guess, yeah, let's just dive into it, man. Um, typically, you know, people in the, people really appreciate, like you said, the great stories around your background, where you grew up, like education and your journey to founding uh, your company. And, and then we can take it from there. Okay. So pretty much I grew up in uh, Kisumu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my schooling. Uh, Primary and uh, high school was in Kisumu. Mm -hmm. uh, then proceeded to Strathmore College. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Then I ended up at uh, University of Nairobi. Then uh, got into employment uh, early 2002. Uh, got into... What, what did you study at Strathmore? What was Strathmore, you? I did management information systems. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it was pretty much IT. Mm-hmm. Or university, I did uh, Bachelor of Commerce. Okay. Management Science. Okay. Yeah. Then I moved on to employment. So my first gig was at a company called Joy Freighto Creative Solutions. Joy, Joy, Joy Freighto. It was a design house, design company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was uh, doing web stuff. Back web then. development? Or? Yeah, web development. That was in 2002, to be precise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From then on, I moved on to a company called VTS uh, Phoneworks, got into telecom. Mm-hmm. And, and, so talk a little bit about <laughs> kind of your trajectory. Like when you were growing up in Kisumu, what were what were your ambitions, or how when you looked at the future, what did it look like? What did you want to be when you when you grew up, and did that play out the way you thought it would? Yeah, when I was growing up, I used to be amazed by computers. Okay. Yeah, my elder sister, she's in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in early. 90s, I think, around 1992. Okay. Uh, she used to go to my father's office and uh, do some Word Perfect by then. Okay. Uh, so called Word Perfect. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So word processing. Word processing software. Yeah. yeah. Then it used to jazz me. Mm-hmm. When she comes back home, she's like, oh, I was at my daddy's office doing some uh, Word Perfect, mm-hmm. working on the computer. Mm-hmm. So, really, just me. By then I was in primary, I think. How much older was she than you, your sister? Mm, by about uh, eight years. Oh, so she was much older. Yeah, she was older than me. Okay. Yes. Is it just the two of you? Or? No, we're five. You're five? <laughs> <laughs> so she'd come home and be like, yeah, I was doing yeah. this, you know, word yeah, perfect thing. Like, that is her regard, so... Okay. Was she first in your family, or...? Oh, she was the second one. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so... That really encouraged me or uh, inspired you inspired know, me to be like uh, I need to put some interest into these uh, IT stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that is what really gave me the foundation into getting into IT. Okay. Yeah. So eventually, by the time I cleared high school, so. Which high school? Any anything? Kisumu Boys High School. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's where I was. Mm. So I was like, uh, I have to get into college and, mm-hmm. and uh, do some IT. Mm-hmm. What was your first exposure to a, a computer? I mean, like on a regular basis? Was it at, when you got to Strath or? Actually, my first exposure was in uh, college, Strathmore. Okay. Yeah. The first time I had a one-on-one uh, with a computer. I was able to work on a computer. <laughs> For more than <laughs> one minute. After. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So I got into uh, this course, so I was like, oh. So in my head, it was like, I'll be working computers throughout. Right. In college. So mm. I got into class, I'm doing some QA. I was like, oh, it's a math class again. Mm. Just like, so, I'm like, <laughs> So, we used to have sessions, computer, computer lab sessions, mm-hmm. maybe about two or three hours on particular days. So, that's when I had my first interaction with the computer. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then, 
so I did a diploma and a higher diploma mm -hmm. in IT, mm -hmm. information systems. Then uh, in between there, I got into campus because I joined college right after high school. Mm. Immediately, the results were out. So I never stayed at home for long, maybe a month or so. Uh, came to Strathmore, did an interview, got admitted, and uh, began the course. So after that, I got into campus. There was that waiting period. Mm. So I got into campus, did my become, but in between I was actually working. Yeah, so I'd gotten a job at J Freighto, creating mm -hmm. solutions, mm -hmm. where I was uh, sort of a web web guy, web designer, mm -hmm. and IT staff support. That's where I, uh, professionally began uh, now working on uh, IT mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So after Jeffrey Freighto, I got employed at a company called VTS Formworks. It was a vast company, an evaluated service company mm. on telecom. Mm. Pretty much, we were the first, it was among the first companies that uh, got interconnectivity to the telcos, that is Safaricom. Same time was Cellulant, I think it was VTS for Knox and Cellulant, and a company called uh, Three Mice, they the only ones that were connected to Safaricom by then. Doing what? I was oh, mostly stuff with the uh, short code promotions, SMS, okay. the four, the five digit uh, premium numbers. Mm. Yeah, so the breaking news stuff used to do the breaking news uh, competitions on uh, premium numbers. That is what uh, the company used to do basically. So offering. Uh, uh, notifications to SMS notifications. Basically, SMS. To, yeah, right. SMS, SMS distribution. Yeah, distribution. SMS of a channel for which still yeah, happens. For communication, yeah. Right. Okay. You are the pioneers, okay. basically, okay. For, for SMS. So I worked there for a while, to about 2008. So actually, that still gave me a lot of uh, experience mm -hmm. in terms of telco. Mm -hmm. So my first company was web. Then the second company where I got employed, I got uh, now the experience in telco, mm -hmm. yeah, mobile, mm -hmm. mobile telco. Mm -hmm. So you went deeper into the whole yeah, infrastructure. Um, yeah, I'm getting inside, gross into sort of fintech. You'll come to see how it, how it came works. together. Great, yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So the third company, I got employed at a company called Craft Silicon. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a software house. Mm -hmm. I think it's the largest in East Africa right now. Mm -hmm. Locally homegrown in mm -hmm. Kenya. Mm -hmm. uh, there I was, uh, I was working there as a implementation engineer. So basically, my duties were working on uh, implementing core banking solutions. Okay. Yeah, core banking and uh, ATM switches software software for the trans ATMs. Mm -hmm. No, at that particular point, now I got into uh, the deep end of finance and IT systems, how right, they work. Right, Yeah. Right, wow, okay, yeah. cool. So I was there for a while, up to about 2012. About four years at Crossland? Yeah, about, about four years. Mm -hmm. 
So I've got a lot of experience in terms of finance. See, so my initial course was in college was IT. Then I topped it up with Bcom. My first role was web. Second, I was in uh, mobile. In the networking infrastructure. In the networking infrastructure. Telco, yeah. Yeah. Now then, it come and top it up with the financial systems, financial, financial systems, services, work, yeah. systems and integrations, yeah. and all those and integrations. So I could understand flow of funds, how all those things, are, how intersect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole value chain, right, from web chain. to I guess the payment infrastructure. Yeah, to the payment infrastructure. And the underlying kind of communications. Yeah. Right. The underlying infrastructure systems that run on, make they run on top of that. Yeah, yeah make all yeah. those to run. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much had the whole bucket. Uh, after Craft, I joined a company called Edgex uh, Systems. Mm-hmm. I, was, I got into BI, so we were... Business intelligence. Yeah, business intelligence. Mm-hmm. That we are housing and business intelligence, so... Were they were they were they uh, using an, a software from a different market and implementing it here, or did they build their own IP? What was the? Well, actually, we were supporting uh, DHL UK. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, we moved on to support another company called Yodel. DHL sold a unit of their business to a company called Yodel in the UK. So the support was local from okay. Kenya. Okay. All right. So basically, you're just supporting the. BI operations. Yeah, yeah, BI. Setting it up and uh, supporting. What what system were they using? Which brand? They were using a uh, system called MicroStrategy. Oh, MicroStrategy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I did a stint there for about one and a half years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I called it quits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I had this idea of developing an application that could enable cross-border payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross-border payments. And uh, my specific market was uh, the US to Kenya. To the remittance. Yeah, the remittance yeah. Yeah, space. So wh- where did this idea come from? Were you, whose problem were you solving? Um, the problem I was solving was actually mine. Mm-hmm. It's a story. Way back in uh, 2010, uh, my father, he's now later, mm. he, he got sick. He got very sick. Mm. So uh, we took him to the hospital, then uh, did some CT scan, then it was discovered he had some fluid in between uh, the skull and the brain. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he had to be rushed into surgery almost uh, immediately. It was an emergency. So okay. yeah, because remember the neurosurgeon was like, uh, the surgery has to be done immediately because it had been there for a while. It's only that we hadn't known the problem. So right, right. yeah, all along he had been misdiagnosed. Okay. So we had to get him into surgery. Okay. And that was at the Nairobi Hospital. Right. Um, doctor's fee was quite expensive. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been told um, he, he needs to get into surgery. He wasn't on medical cover. He was about 70. Like that. Okay. Yeah. He's retired. So 
we need to raise the funds for him to get into surgery. Right. Luckily, the doctor is called Dr. Walunya. Mm. Like, uh, get uh, fees, get, get some cash, uh, book, uh, book the theater. Mm-hmm. I'll operate on him, pay the, uh, the hospital. Yeah, pay the hospital. Uh, we will discuss later about my fee. So, wow. either we still have to raise a considerable amount of money. Right. So, he, ex- he exempted himself from the yeah. fee structure yeah. and said, Wow. But we still needed to raise about uh, $6,000. <laughs> From zero to six. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, in an afternoon. In an afternoon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the doctor, I think he was flying out of the country the following day. He had another surgery, I think, in Ghana. Are you serious? They're very few. <laughs> very few neuroscientists. You, you had to raise... Six thousand dollars in an afternoon to save your dad's life. Yeah, so for him to get into surgery for wow. To so, oh, that was quite a task for us. So the money had to be raised somehow. Had to be, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had to come together, the African mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but no family. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, my by then she was in. Uh, she moved to Canada. She used to live in the U.S., so she had moved to Canada. So she also needed to send some cash off. Mm-hmm. And then the only way you could send money home was Western Union. Western Union, yeah. Girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was about, uh, what time was it? I think it was about 1, 12, 12 noon. Mm-hmm. I think she was still asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> so you need to, like... Get the cash. So eventually she managed to send her cash, but that was later on in the evening, about uh, 5, 6 p.m. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys are counting the hours. Yeah. Because this, this doctor, is, uh, I think, is flying out the following day. The doctor? Yeah, to Ghana. He had another surgery scheduled in Ghana. Uh-huh. So what do we do? Either way, uh, money eventually got here, mm-hmm. but through Western Union. So I was like, okay, now how many people are going through this similar situation, situation as mine? Unable to send cash. So that planting the seed, yeah? Yeah. You know, trying to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. So four years later, managed now to try and come up with a solution that also liberated on uh Mpesa by then Mpesa had already kicked off. Uh, there are lots of advancement on M-Pesa by then. Mm-hmm. So, Sawapi was born. The application. So, okay, so so now, wow, I mean, that's, that is a, a founder story, origin story, if I ever had one, solving a problem that was so deep, near and dear to you, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. experienced the pain firsthand. Yeah. Right? And you, you went through the, wow, Jesus. Okay, so, so four years later, this thing, this this problem is still existing in your in your in your spirit, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's after he's uh, he passed on now, in twenty fourteen now. That's four years later. So he survived the surgery. Yeah, he survived the surgery. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prolonged his life for a while, about four years. Okay. Yeah. So he passed on in uh, January of twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so now. Sawape is born. Talk about that. What happens? You are this company where you are doing... Yeah, no. I mean, this is the company, NGX system. So, 
after my dad passed on, that was in January of uh, 2014. Mm. Mm. So I decided, I think it's time for me now to build this application that can be able to solve this whole problem. Mm. And wh why then? What was the thing? I mean, why did you wait for years? I don't know if it was emotions or... But I hadn't really... Uh, built it in my mind that I can be able to do it. I hadn't uh, actually thought that I can do it. You hadn't bought into the idea that you yeah. could do it. Yeah. So, I think when it passed on, that is when it actually hit me. Okay. I think I can do something. So, actually, he didn't go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why I resigned. So, wait a minute. So, so explain that. This is important, right? I mean, I like to dig into the, the, the way we make decisions <laughs> in life, right? Yeah. I'm fascinated by the human condition, right? <laughs> so, your dad passes on four years after this event, right? Or this yes. experience. Yes. And then you say you didn't go to work. Yeah, after the funeral, I didn't... I didn't go to work. So it's been a one month uh, of, of okay from mm -hmm. work. Okay, so you were given a month yeah, to then, go bury your, your dad. Yeah. So actually, the whole of February, because he passed on thirtieth uh, of January, twenty fourteen. So all of February, I didn't go to work. Mm. It was a sort of leave, but then uh, in between, I was like, okay, I don't think I'll be reporting back to work. So. What were you gonna do? I had started building it in my mind. Uh. Yeah, the application. I'm gonna do it, so I started doing. I had done my research. Okay. Yeah, before, but just not 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 in depth. Not in depth. And not continuously. Maybe. Yeah. Broken up. Yeah. Uh huh. So it's like okay, mm, I think I'll build this thing. Let me let me build this uh, solution. Solution. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, I resigned, so now I started building it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of research, uh, knocking on doors, how is this, how is this supposed to work? Um, I remember. So, did you, were you by yourself? Did you start by yourself? I started by myself, then mm -hmm. uh, a very good friend of mine is called Samuel. Um, mm -hmm. I explained the idea to him. And I was like, I think this thing can work. And what was the idea essentially? It was just Moving mobile payment. Mobile payment, sending money from the US. From the US to simply. your Mpesa. Uh -huh. Yeah, or your bank account instantly. Okay. So basically what they are what people are doing right now. Yeah, regardless of what time of the day. Right, right. Forget the what Western Union being week. open, nothing. You forget about the clearing cycle for the banks. Uh -huh. If I send money, it will hit your bank account instantly. Right, right. Yeah. So, I already had the architecture. In your mind? In my mind, I had uh, put it down. Mm -hmm. So, I moved on. Mm -hmm. We developed a business plan, mm -hmm. business case. So, we came up with the financials, so it was feasible. So, now, implementing it. So that's where the challenges were. Okay, the real stuff. Yeah, regulatory. On paper, it's easy, it's but man. Very, very easy. <laughs> regulatory now. Get into the regulatory piece now. Mm. 
Oh, so we I remember one day we walked into Central Bank of Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met a guy called Sylvester. I can't remember the second name. Mm. Was in uh, bank bank supervisory. Mm. We went and explained the whole thing to him. Uh, we showed him our business plan. Like, good idea, but uh, you know you're not a licensed company, money transfer company, so you can't do that. You, you cannot be able to. Yeah. Mm. You don't have the paperwork. You don't have the paperwork. You cannot move money. You cannot bring in money. Remittance. Mm. Another country if you're not licensed. We're like, okay, now, what do we need to do? So I like, we go look for a partner who can be able to handle for you the payments, exactly. the KYC. Right. Because right. we need you to do the KYC. Right. But you can't do it since right. you're not right. licensed by CBK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now we fix that piece. Um, fix the piece of the partner? Your partner. Okay. Yeah. So you found a local partner internationally? We found a local partner. Was licensed to move money to... Yeah. So we partnered with the bank. Okay. That was Chess Bank. Okay. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Ominous. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a great story behind that bank. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate what happened. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, mm, now that piece was solved. Okay. But now there's another regulatory aspect from the US side. Okay. Ooh. What should we do? So, the US side, there's a regulatory aspect also. Okay. You need to be licensed by FinCAN, you need to get state by state licensing. We looked at that whole piece, it was almost impossible to work it. Why so? Just the cost, the complexity? The complexity itself. We are local, we are Kenyans. You're local, you're here? Yeah, we're Kenyans. You're not, you're not in the States? Yeah. And then you probably need to have citizen requirements to actually maybe do some of these things or no? Not really, per se. I guess you're a company, so you're <laughs> yeah. a citizen, you're not yeah, a company. company. So but it helps if you're... If you're there, or if you have a partner there, it will have been easy yeah. for us. Mm. So, how do we do it somehow? Like the heck, I think we can go to the US. <laughs> Let's fly to the US, no partner. What, what, who are you gonna partner? We wanted to open a bank account. You went to the US to open a bank account to get a lawyer, first of all, to, okay. to, to, to talk to a lawyer uh-huh. mm-hmm. to solve this problem. Basically, yeah, we want to solve this problem. So, how do we do? We apply for a visa, mm. <laughs> we give it a visa, like, oh, oh is it the, wow, was it this easy? <laughs> <laughs> so both of you are gonna go, and this time you're you're funding this thing out of pocket. Yeah, out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. And how? What month are you in now into the process? This is February when you decided no, not to. this is April of twenty fifteen. This is a year. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. So <laughs> listen, that. Let's take a step back. <laughs> so February, you decide not to report back to work, right? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. You start the process. You start. Why are you building the application? Are you doing research? What are you doing? What's this? Yeah, a lot of research. Lots of building the application. So, who, who was doing the, the development we, work? We got a we got a developer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He developed the the application. The app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he developed the application. Application was up and running. So not really up and running. There's a few pieces that were missing. Mm. So we still needed to get a payment processor. Mm-hmm. Payment processor had to be in the US. Mm. So that piece was missing. Uh, we had also come up with a business plan. The business plan, I think we completed it around uh, 
July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. on July of uh, 2014. Around July of 2014, mm -hmm. that is when uh, the business plan was completed. So there were about two or three months trotting between CBK banks looking for a partner. Mm -hmm. That was around. Uh, to around How many meetings do you think you took in that time? Wow. There were many. I lost count. 20 a bunch of meetings. <laughs> 20 to 30 meetings. Yeah. Wow. So, now, come uh, April mm -hmm. of uh, 2015. So this is a year and some change later. Yeah. This is a year and two, three months later? Yeah. You're still not yet operational. We haven't put everything together. The app is, uh, is, is was the easiest yeah. part to build. The, the easiest. <laughs> uh -huh. Anyone can come up with an app. Anyone can build an app, uh -huh. yeah. but it's the underlying... The whole ecosystem. There's an ecosystem there that... It's, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. So, uh, we end up in the U.S. So. Where in the U.S. did you go? First of all, we landed in uh, New York. Mm -hmm. mm. We had an apartment with some lawyer. Mm. We got him online. Mm. You found it like online person? Yeah, so uh -huh. he didn't honor our... Meeting? <laughs> yeah. He didn't honor your meeting? Yep. And he was charging quite expensively, but we hadn't paid him, so... Okay. Not a big deal, so... I think he's stuck. So we walk into Chess Manhattan, I remember. From the street. <laughs> Consumer bank. <They're> like... <laughs> uh -huh. Need to open up an account. Uh, we had a friend of ours who was in the US then, okay. so yeah. like, okay, do you have an address? Yep. What kind of business? Money service business. Like, oh, we'll have to end this conversation right here. We don't open those accounts. Wow. Yep. That was blunt. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is hard. Uh -huh. I'm in this big city. You're in New York? You're a very, very big city. And you're here trying to open a bank account <laughs> for a business and you're told it's we'll not happening. Yeah. Let's just stop this conversation. Let's stop the conversation right now. Let's stop wasting each other's time. So <laughs> get along New Yorkers, man. They don't know. <laughs> they don't mince words. <laughs> so this friend of ours was in DC. So we take a train to DC. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we go meet a friend of his there. So we explained the business that we are trying to do, so explain to him that it's like, oops. So he'd be like, he can be able to assist us. He tells us to give him a week, so we're there for three, four days. We fly back home. Things didn't really work out the way we thought they would, so. So basically, what did you accomplish in this trip, other than knowing, damn, we are. This is going to be harder than you. I'm going to see New York. You're going to see New York. <laughs> hey, man, there's always a silver lining. <laughs> so, we come back. Then, uh, I was like, oh, why did I even uh, talk to my sister that I need to get a lawyer? I think a lawyer can be able to assist me. Because some of these, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. these hurdles. So, I talked to my sister who's in Canada. She had been in the US for quite a number. Mm. I think mm. she was there for about 14 years before she moved to Canada. Mm. So, she's like, Oh, you need to see a lawyer. I can get you a lawyer. 
Mm-hmm. So she senses the name of a lawyer mm-hmm. who's based in New York. Oh God! Yeah. After you've come back. Yeah. She's called Lydia Ferraz. Mm. Can't forget her. She really assisted us. So we talked to her. We explained to her what we're trying to do, what we're trying to achieve. Then she sends this whole list of requirements that are needed to be done. So at least she opens up. Right. A process. Yeah. Of what we need to do mm. for us to operate. Mm. To start operations. So. And she also sends a list of partners that we can talk to who mm. can help us. Uh, wow. Yeah, so what we actually need to do is to get a partner in the US. Mm. Money service business that is licensed so that they partner with us. And to get, uh, to get the business up and running. Mm. And the Kenyan side is fixed, mm. the US side wasn't. Mm-hmm. So she said this list. So we got through it. How big was that list, just roughly? Numbers of things on it? Mm, not a lot. Uh, mm. Maybe 10 or so items that okay. we needed to, to do. tick off. Yeah. So we ticked off, so we needed to get a partner in the US. So we get one. Mm-hmm. That was in uh, September now of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We get a partner in Georgia, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do? Good. It's, Hop onto a plane again. To go meet the partner? Yeah. We land in uh, Atlanta. The following day we sign, because we had been talking okay. with the partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. We sign off. We have everything in place. Finally. Finally. Mm-hmm. Not really everything in place. There was one piece that was still missing. Mm-hmm. A card processor. On the US side. Mm-hmm. So we need the, the, the partner in the USD to get an account for us to mm. be able to process the payments. Mm. So after we sign, mm. that was in September of 2015. Mm. So the application is ready, and the only option that we have is SCH yeah, to be able to acquire YSC. That was direct debit. Mm. But that wasn't really. The customer journey that uh, we you had envisioned, yeah, uh, on the application because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. SEH takes about three or four days mm-hmm. before to it settle. Yeah, settle. Mm-hmm. The money hits our account, then we actually know that we've been able to pick the money. Then mm-hmm. we should be able to release on the other side. So it was a verification problem, right? The clearing cycle. The clearing cycle. The clearing cycle was long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. long. Mm-hmm. For us to be able to yeah, actually know that. Yeah, the process is yeah. three days, right? Yeah. 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 Roughly. Right. Yeah. Three days then. For us to be able to know that actually it has gone through, it's when the money has been created into our account. Mm-hmm. That is when I can be able to release cash money. on this side. So you've not really solved the we problem other than having to go line up to get money from you. Yeah, so three, four days. Someone will see you use Western Union. Yeah, I haven't solved anything. You haven't solved the problem. Yeah. So like, no, I'm not launching with SEH. Till you get the card processor. Mm-hmm. So luckily we get a card processor. January of 2016. So we integrate mm-hmm. the whole month, January, mm-hmm. testing, mm-hmm. the integration and testing, mm-hmm. all that is done. And uh, the application is ready. So, like, when do we launch? So, like, uh, 
we need to launch when uh, we need to get an opportunity to launch where we can get a lot of Kenyans because we also you want that bump you want that yes yeah right a cost-effective bump right using a lot of money but right. something that will uh, trigger that whole kind of virality and boom yep. it's out of here yep mm-hmm. February end of February we realized there's an event coming up mm-hmm Las Vegas Sevens. Las Vegas Sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect place to do a yeah. launch of anything. Perfect place to get a launch. <laughs> You're targeting Kenyan market. But then we already have a partner in the US. Okay. But we've got an, uh, a director mm-hmm. in the US. He's based in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's really assisted us. Mm-hmm. It was like um, <laughs> a blessing, sort of. Because he's based in Georgia. Our partner is based in Georgia. Oh wow! Okay, so geographically, like, uh, was, yeah, geographically, it was, working. it was working. How did you find this person? Uh, my sister girl came through. Okay, my sister. Yeah. My sister used to live in Georgia. Okay, yeah. So she knew him. Or her? Yeah. Okay. To him, so they had been good friends. Okay. So it's like, oh, I know a guy called Peter. Peter got his So mm. he's also interested in this business. He's a IT guy. He runs his own uh, farm. Mm-hmm. So he got on board around uh, October of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's when uh, he got on board the company. He really assisted a lot in coordination, even uh, during that launch process. So he really helped a lot. He's on board. So he tells us, oh, there's something called Kenya Connect. Mm-hmm. The ones who organized the Kenya Corner mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas, I don't know that you've attended it. I've never been to the Vegas Center mm-hmm. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very interesting. So, mm-hmm. we get into the Kenya Corner. This is a section where Kenyan entrepreneurs, Kenyan companies, guys from Kenya, even the US, they just come and showcase their, their wares. Their wares, so whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, get a booth. Mm-hmm. Perfect place. Perfect place. Sour pay is ready to go. Yeah, we got there with goodies, kitchen flats, the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys up there are giving out those bracelets with the Kenyan colors. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's this? Yeah. Oh, this exactly. is the talent body. Oh, nice. Max. Mm-hmm. It was a success. Very, very huge success. Mm-hmm. So we have a running. Transactions start flowing in. Mm-hmm. And that's how we managed to launch the application. So, you, so wow, this is cool. So, so you go to this Vegas Sevens, amazing kind of t- turnout, obviously. Very big turnout. People are excited about it because it's a problem exactly. they face every day, yes. right? And so, right away, the spike on the on the usage just mm. hits the roof. Exactly. The Kenyans there were so amazing. The kind of support they gave us was so amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. And they actually embrace the product. Oh, Kenyan. Mm. Oh, let's go. Let's you do come this. all the way here to do this. Good stuff. Good stuff. We support you. Mm-hmm. Very, very supportive. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, that's I love that. I love the idea that you know, like, this is one thing I know that Kenyans are very supportive of what's homegrown. Kenyan. Yeah, homegrown so, stuff. People get behind that for real, and that's and that is one asset base that we still have in mind effectively at scale mm-hmm. um, and I'm really excited about the potential of 
what we will be able to do with that affinity, with that camaraderie, with that, you know, uh, that stuff. So anyway, so what happened? So how, what, what, what are the results that you started to see after that event in terms of usage? Mm-hmm. What are some of the milestones or metrics that, you, that just blew you away? Okay, so... Month one, we did quite uh, big volumes. Which month one is when now? That was March. March, after the event mm. in February. The event was on 28th to 4th or 5th of March. Okay. Yeah, 20th of February to 5th of March. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we technically launched in March. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 28th was our dinner event uh, for the... Kenya Connect and the Kenyans mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the U in in the US would come over to Las Vegas. It was uh, well, the, the the chief guest was uh, Ambassador then was Gibai Ambassador Gibai. So, so what so, was what were the metrics you saw in that month in March? They were impressive. So we did a substantial amount. I think we did hundred thousand dollars in that first month. Hundred thousand transaction transfers, remittances. Hundred thousand dollars in terms of money that came through through Sawape. Yeah, that's in a month. On Vegas alone, we haven't done any no other market any ads on Diaspora Messenger. We haven't gone to Makilishi. We haven't done that. It was that event only. Boom! How excited Attic. were you? Very excited, but then I started seeing a problem. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. What was the problem you had? <laughs> You just you're transacting a hundred thousand in your first month, and then yeah. what's mm. the problem? You're still using our own cash. <laughs> you don't have any investors on board. <laughs> so explain what that means, right? You're transacting a hundred thousand. Explain what's so, the problem. For me to do any transfer, for me to accept your money in the US, I must have the equivalent in Nairobi to do the release to. The, to complete, to, the, yeah, to complete the payment. Because it will take three days? It's a pre-funded, yeah. Okay. It's a pre-funded uh, model. model. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause once I, once I get an authorization on your card, it doesn't really mean that uh, I have the funds. No. The funds, I'll receive the funds no. at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, if it's a working day. If it's a weekend, I'll probably receive it on? On Monday. On Monday, on Tuesday. So, as long as I've debited your account, your funds are held, I'll have to release it on that side. Right away. Because that's your model. Yeah, that's my model. Okay. I'm guaranteed I'll get that cash. Right. Yeah. So I must have the equivalent in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. So you had to have a hundred thousand sitting in a bank. If account. I if oh, not I transact, if I transact fifty thousand dollars today, I must release fifty thousand dollars equivalent in Nairobi. In Nairobi, right. Right. So I must have. 50,000. 50,000. On a daily basis. If it grows, I must also... So you had to have at least a daily... You had to match your your transaction growth on a day-to-day par basis. That was... Yeah. So my biggest challenge was by then I used to do... used to do weekly sweeps from the US transfers to So wire transfers of the total bulk amount. Yep. Okay. So at any one time it must have equivalent of seven days worth of transactions. 
seven days liquidity local to make the business work. Okay. I hadn't foreseen such growth. I didn't think. So you you, you basically broke your own business model <laughs> with that <like> Vegas launch. <laughs> Vegas broke your stuff. Not even Vegas. <laughs> Vegas didn't break it. Yeah. <laughs> the break came later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Uh-huh. So how did you survive that first month? Did you have enough? No, money? we had. We had. We had okay. enough. Mm-hmm. We had enough. Slot. Mm-hmm. We had enough. Slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some sort of hiccup. We were working chess bank by then, so mm-hmm. we got a, some hiccup. Chess bank happened. They got into problems with the uh, CBK, so they had to go into receivership. Oh God! Uh-huh. Yeah. So you had to look for another provider or remove yeah. your funds. Your funds were what happened? Our funds were some. Some of our funds were compromised. compromised. You could access. We could access them. They were there for a while. <laughs> So, luckily enough, we had another provider, so we went to that provider, and uh, business continued. Mm. So, we did another uh, sort of uh, marketing uh, push year mm-hmm. in June. Mm. But then we had started advertising in Mwakilishi, Diaspora Messenger, most of those blogs are affiliated by Kenyans mm. in the U.S. Optic was good, so gets to June. We go back June. That was the it's usually the Madaraka Day event. Is it Madaraka or Jamhuri? Mm-hmm. It's Jamhuri. That will be done fast. Okay, so so Kenyans in the US also congregate a lot mm-hmm. during that time. We all get together as family, get mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. we got there. Where was this now? Which city? Several cities we did. Uh, oh, you hit a number of different cities. We hit a number of different cities. Uh-huh. So we landed in uh, Delaware. Delaware there was an event that was happening for Radio Jumbo, mm. very very popular radio in uh, in the US. Mm. Uh, broadcast mostly in uh, vernacular, Kikuyu. Mm. So we landed there. We sponsor. We sponsor the event. We got there with our service. Mm. It's good. Luckily with that event, it was held in Delaware, but the participants were coming from all over the U.S. Yeah, it had reached. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Some were coming from Seattle, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it was a very good uh, turnout. turnout. Mm-hmm. So, June, I head over to Minnesota. After the event, I moved, I, I headed over to Minnesota. Uh, my colleagues went to Maryland. There was an event going on there. No, no, Maryland, Boston. Went to Boston, and uh, another colleague went to Seattle. We were about four. So I head over to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> event is a success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I start seeing transactions coming in from Minnesota. Then my volumes tripled from a hundred thousand to three hundred, or what? No, I had already passed a hundred. That was in June. There was a hundred percent growth on, uh, growth on month, 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 month. month. yeah. 
Damn. 100% growth. So, by the time I get to Minnesota, my volumes are tripling. Tripling. So now what were you doing in volumes monthly? What did you do in June? Do you remember? We had got into about 700. $700,000 monthly. Okay. So Sour pay is on fire. But there's a big problem. Okay. Yeah, I still haven't got it on an investor. So we proceed. So how you how are you dealing with how are you dealing how are you managing? So how much do you have to have a week to make the business work at that point? Because you need to have this seven days of float. Yeah, we needed to have. By then now we were doing we we managed to convince uh, the bank they were doing twice a week. So we still managed to sort of uh, manage the the the, yeah. the operating capital. Yeah, we managed yeah. to operate. We 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 somehow managed to to maneuver that whole problem, mm -hmm. and uh, we were able to transfer. We were balancing mm -hmm. the whole whatever. Mm -hmm. But then it got to a point where by we couldn't really handle it anymore. Yeah, you just run out of money. Yeah, in terms of. Your problem was your business was so successful exactly. that you, could you, you couldn't handle the growth. Wow. You got a point. Actually, had to like uh, turn off the application types. <laughs> I had to go offline. My worst days was on Friday. Uh huh. Yeah. I think guys were paid. Guys actually paid on Friday, so they would transfer Friday. money. Boom! Spike. You just see a spike. Like, <laughs> wow, fundraising. I'm sure you were doing some fundraising, yes, at the time. Tell us about that. What was your strategy? Where did you think you how did you go about that? Because you know, we had a strategy, we so we were approaching all these funds, VCs, fund managers here locally, locally and abroad. Mm. Yeah, but then um, I don't know. Most of them used to say we're too much of an early stage startup to be asking for such kind of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much were you asking? But then you were trying to raise about two million dollars. So you're doing seven hundred thousand dollars a month in transactions. Yeah. And you're trying to raise two million, and they're saying you're too early stage. That's what I used to be told. I don't want not to. Literally, almost all of them were telling us we too. How many of, how many conversations did you have? Wow, well, wow! Well, if I to get into my email, it'd be fifty, sixty. Or so. This is insane. But now there's a competitor. Uh, there was a competitor all along. There was a competitor all along. Yeah. Okay. Actually, by the time I'm launching, I think they'd launched about uh, eight months before. Okay. Hmm. All right, and and and. They didn't seem to have the same problem that you had. Nope. Okay. So, tell me about that. Do you have some insight into how their fundraising went? or? I don't really have the insights, but I know they have been successful in raising funds, a lot of funds. At some point, you told me an amount. And... No, not, um, um, it's, it's something that I was told, so... Um, 
Sure, sure it's something you're told. Here. Yeah, but you I can't. Think they raised about twenty million. This time they raised about twenty million dollars. They raised twenty million dollars. Yeah. And what do, what do you think was is the difference? Why weren't you able to raise money? I don't know. It's a it's a probably it's a the. You the same? Or uh, the location where they are? Where they're not local. No, it's not a local company. Oh, they're not a local company. Yeah. But they're serving a local market. Yes. Where are they based? They're based in the U.S. They're based in the U.S. Yes. So the U.S. startup in the space that you're operating in, tapping into this market, and they they, they basically, because they could raise twenty million dollars and you could not. Yeah. That's the difference, because you are doing seven hundred thousand dollars worth of business, and you yeah. had you had a supportive market. Like very very supportive. Wow. So what happened? So we're still trying to raise. We're never giving up. But I know some stuff have happened since then because I, you know, you've given you've Yeah, so what happened is that we decided to change the strategy because also our partner, the, the licensing aspect was also very, very expensive. Mm, so we decided now to hold, to own, sort of own the whole ecosystem. End to end. End to end. So have an operating company in the States the, with licensed. States, uh-huh. Which is licensed. Uh-huh. And uh, the same uh, entity partner with the local banks or Safari Company Pesa through approval by the Central Bank of Kenya. And we own the whole ecosystem without relying on partners because partners can also mess you up along the way. If so you, you rely on a partner, yeah, yeah, it can yeah. also mess you up. So you had a problem with a local partner who was doing this, who, who was licensed to do the... Yes. So... They tried to go around you or...? They actually went around us. They didn't try to go around us. <laughs> so they went around us. Um, decided to talk to uh, our partners. To to your partner in the US. Yep. To to to, to undercut you. Yeah, they basically were trying to undercut us. Mm, so we just watched them. Uh-huh. They didn't know the challenges. They didn't know what they were getting into. They, they didn't know what they were getting into. So we just watched them. Uh, they've never been successful. So <laughs> they gave up on the whole thing after they had already messed us up. Oh my god. So, oh my, this is the biggest, wow. So, they thought, oh shit, if he can do it, let's go do it. Yeah. But they didn't have the stomach for, they, yeah. you see, they didn't have the drive that you had. They that tried you, it for three months, it didn't work out, they gave up. They gave up, but they already months. messed you up already. Yeah, they already messed up. Because they had talked to, how did they mess you up? Then we had gotten an investor, local investor, not really local, African investor from uh, Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. Zambia, sorry, mm-hmm. Zambia. Mm-hmm. Who was willing to give us four million dollars? Okay. How much? Four million dollars. Okay. Yeah. It's the closest we had ever gotten to raising funds. Mm. Um. So when they're doing the due diligence, so we didn't know this was already happening in the background. That your partner was going around you. Yep. That you didn't have a partner anymore. You had somebody who was basically. That wasn't a partner. Wow. <laughs> But they would smile in your face and you'd think everything was cool. Yeah. So they messed up that whole... Uh, How did they mess it up? What do you mean? So, apparently I think they had already signed up another agreement with uh, our partner. So, 
when his partner was doing due diligence, when the investor what, was doing due yeah, diligence, yeah, <laughs> yeah. when the investor was doing the due diligence, I don't know what they said, but then because the he, he talked to them, yeah, he, the investor deal. talked to them. I want to talk to your partners. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were very open. We were like, okay, not a problem. You can talk to them privately. We don't have an issue with that, right? Because it was a partner. Mm. So. Mm, investor went call like what's happening like no we won't be proceeding with this what we were right at the end Damn. the ticket was about eight months yeah that was last year so, so that was you, last year june to be precise so you know ne- you have never known what transpired in that conversation behind closed doors nope but it was what it was what basically was the yeah the dagger, basically, right? Because after that, investor went cold. Yeah, investor went cold. But by then, we had already started the registration process of... Uh, of your new strategy, yeah. end-to-end. Yeah, end-to-end, yeah. Okay. Dude, man. So, where are you now? What's happening right now? Because this is June last year when... Yeah, June last year, so everything is in place. Most of the stuff is in place, so we're looking at uh, relaunching probably early early next year hopefully so so your partner who tried, your former partner who tried to go around you tried for three months and they gave up right mm-hmm. uh, and your US partner also went we decided to go into bed with them yeah and so, they both gave up basically yeah they both gave up so we had to cut our ties wow man yeah okay so now where are you right now when, when what's going on so we have pretty much and put everything together. So, in the final stages of uh, completing a few a few agreements, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we should be back. Up and running. Yeah. So sour under the sour pay brand. Still under the sour pay. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. It is a brand that has a story. It's that's yeah. Let me tell you something, Osoro. This story right here. I am committed. I am excited about you winning this one for 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 the culture you know what i'm saying because <laughs> because this is this is the first blog post i wrote yes. after you and i met yes. because this hit me in my soul actually they didn't even give you the whole story then he <laughs> <laughs> gave me enough for me to be like ah i wrote this is the first blog post i wrote and and it's been my most widely read i got all kinds of people reaching out because of that blog post man I think I'll, I'll eventually, after everything settles down, I think I'll write a book. It's a story. It's a very, very big story. It's amazing. It has a lot of chapters. Everything has been a learning curve. I've never really regretted going down this path. Nope. They've all been lessons to me. I'm so proud and humbled and I'm so excited about you from the first time I met you, dude. And I gotta tell you, man, that meeting we had in Lovington. Yeah. That, yeah, it was, it was Lovington. It was in Lovington, remember? Yeah, I remember. That meeting, that was one of the meetings where I was like, that was a month I was in Kenya, in yeah. East Africa, trying to make the decision. I think you, you just come in from Nigeria, from Rwanda, then you get to Nigeria, something of the sort. Remember, we, we, we had a long conversation. We had a long conversation. Yeah. And so, I, for, it has been in my heart and in my spirit that this guy right here, what he's been through, in a, in a space that should be so obvious for us to win... Because mm-hmm. remittances are such a big deal for us. <laughs> you saw the article in the newspaper the other day, Business Daily. What did it say? Uh, Kenyans are remitting a billion shillings every day to Kenya. Dude. A billion. 
This billion is, every day. We are doing uh, two point seven billion dollars right now. Yeah, we are two point seven billion dollars a year, a month, a month. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's all. That's that's a market. I have always believed, and everybody knows this is true. This is not news. The biggest untapped potential, one of the biggest untapped market potentials is, is this diaspora. The pent-up yeah, demand. Diaspora controls about, uh, I think it's about 7, the remitters of the cent contributes to about 7% of Kenya's GDP. Imagine. 7%. It's more than the foreign direct investments that are coming in. For real? Yeah. It's a very, very important uh, aspect of uh, the Kenyan's economy. We're not doing much with this thing, dude. We're not doing it in a coordinated... There's, you see what I'm saying? You can build so much with this. I think you could double that. If, if, if that. I'm telling you because I've been a diaspora person for a long time. Yes. Our biggest frustration was opacity, lack of... We, we can't execute we don't have structures to put money into where we can invest yeah um, high level of trust there's just not enough there's so much product you could build around that need for diaspora to find a path to invest back here so they can start building their retirement plan yeah and i think government needs to do a lot i've never been a fan the, of for, for the diaspora those guys listen i've never been a fan of people like to say government i'm a government has to create the conditions for sure yeah. right Beyond that, it's not the government job to create products, financial not, not products. Really product, huh? To really support them. I don't know how they No, 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 no. It's not. It's you. It's me. It's the people who need to create. The government's job is not to... <laughs> they create the conditions of trust, of, of predictability. Uh, they've done a, a phenomenal job, I think. I mean, just, you know, yes. so far. But there's room yeah. to, to improve. There's room to improve. There's a lot of room to improve. CBK is really supporting fintechs from That's what right. I see the Central Bank of Kenya is trying to do and also sort of come up with some sort of regulation that will probably assist other fintechs to get into the markets very easily without a lot of challenges. But I'm also looking at uh, the diaspora. I don't know how they probably they need some support structures. No, let me tell you something. It's a private sector game. You build a company that addresses the problems people have. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's a series of companies. It's a okay. series of services. Mm -hmm. You're providing one of those services. Yes. The problem with when I try to transfer money, when people try to transfer money, there's a limit of a certain amount. Yeah. Okay. Able to. So there's not enough. The Basically, I know, I know, lots of people, okay, what usually used to happen is like, uh, they use the competitor's uh, application to send, they hit the limit. Exactly. But then the, this guy needs to send home about... Uh, $2,500, let's say. I don't know. No, they need, they do send a lot of money. To send 4,000, 5,000 upwards. So, this app has a limit of 2,500. This other one has a limit of 2,500. That's 5,000, probably he wanted to send 7,000 dollars, so... He maxed out so his limit, then now he goes to his friend like, can I send through, through you up and you send money home? We're not serving that. We're not serving the diaspora, man. Let me tell you the truth. Yeah, there's still, there's still a lot. Because people, ah, dude, I, I, you know what? I, this, I think about this all the time because this was my problem. My problem was how can I actually start to 
remit and invest money back home exactly. so that I can start to build my retirement plan, future, so on and so forth. My whole play before I made the move back was let me extract as much money from the American financial system <laughs> through my, so I can move it back here. That was my yeah. whole move. Yeah. And that's, most Kenyans, that's how I, do, I believe how they think. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. Right? But there's not enough options. Very few options for them to be able to to move their savings back home, invest. Invest. And that's why the future looks amazing. Because That'll these be problems will be solved. They'll be solved. You're one of the guys I think who's going to be the foundational infrastructure <laughs> for that. And let me tell you something, Osoro. I'm so glad and proud and happy that it's you. Because you have come up this the hard way. Right? So you're not going to be a jerk about it. You're going to be supportive. You're going to be helpful to everybody else who's right on top of your platform. Because what you're building, I think, is a platform. It is a platform. There's some new products that you're coming up with, new services. So, still in the pipeline. So, in your bank, it will be a more attractive service or application that uh, anyone in the diaspora in the US would want to use it will actually be adding more value to to whatever we are we'll be offering then man i can't wait to hear about it when are, when are these things coming online soon 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 what i'll say is soon yeah, you gotta you, listen when when that happens you gotta come back you know we'll support everything <laughs> you do and help you kind of you know yeah, blow it scale, up. yeah. yeah to the best we can you know yeah, because yeah. we're champions of local founders building local companies with a international potential that's just fired up and excited so i mean final things here lessons like if you knew what you know right now in 2014 what would you do different if anyone knew right now hmm. i think uh, few things uh, I would have done differently, probably I would have uh, delayed the launch and probably create or develop the whole ecosystem myself end to end. That is the only thing I would have done differently. All the others were lessons. Right. But you would not have known that until you went through the lessons yeah. anyway. Yeah. But I mean, if you're advising somebody right now, if you're advising yourself, it's like, if you believe in you, whatever you're doing, if you believe in it, just focus, 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 focus. Be disciplined and just uh, execute it. Make sure you have the right team. Don't try and ruin anything. Just have the right team. Focus on the end goal and execute. That's it. That's it. What do you think stops people from doing what you just said? Are, are people here local? Local, probably you don't have the muscle you give up so easily. There's nothing that is easy in this world. So if you, if, if you have that mentality that this thing is tough, or you, there are so many people who are telling me, oh, you can't get that market, you can't do remittance, that thing is impossible to do. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. I did it. Got a few challenges, but like how to do it mm -hmm. it's something that can be done mm -hmm. so don't ever give up if you believe in 
the service and you can actually see it is creating a positive impact in society, just do it. So that's the first, that, that's the most important thing though. It has to be something that is creating positive impact. Yeah. It has to be something worth doing. Yes. It must create impact. Others will be probably happy for you. You're just doing it for the sake. Yeah. Yeah. This is important, right? Because I think that's what makes the difference between people who, who, who do great things. First of all, they start with something that has impact potential, mm -hmm. right? Then they never give up. Mm -hmm. What I mean, and I have also kind of in my life gone through the journey of trying to figure out what is the thing I want to do, you know, that has impact. Yes. But when I found what it was, dude, I mean, it's like I'm dying on this hill. Whatever you're doing is very great. Yourself. I actually thought you would have given up by now. It's like, you really want to give up your job? <laughs> in Silicon Valley and come back, yeah. Why would like, you do that? I was like, okay, I was looking at you. That was the first time we were discussing at, yeah. uh, at uh, Lavington. Yeah. So I was like, are you really sure? You're going to give up our life? Come here, hustle. Are you crazy? Things are tough here. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen you very dedicated. Whatever you're doing, the stories that you're bringing out, they're also creating impact. Somewhere. You might not know, but there's impact that they do create. No, we appreciate that, man. Look, you know, I was listening to uh, the president of Ghana yesterday, the mm -hmm. tweet that he's, he's done this talk about the destiny and the kind of like the life experience of people in the diaspora is directly linked to the performance of the continent, the, the, where the continent is, yes. the stories that are being told about the continent, exactly. impact how people live, are, are treated, are respected or otherwise. And so for me, man, it's this transformation of Africa. Everybody's talking about it right now. And now exactly. it's not, it's locals. It's people with skin in the game, in the reputation, in the destiny of this place. It's like people like yourself and myself. So I feel like this time, it is different. I feel like, you know, the reason why I left that, you know, why I made the move? Yep. Because, dude, for me, it is very, to be fair, it's very obvious where this is going. Yes. Okay? Opportunity is massive, right? The massive. next 10 years is going to be insane. So yep. there's a massive financial, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But at the end of the day, it's also like, what, what are we going to do with that? What is the potential for transforming our society? creating a new narrative around how success, how someone like you can build something and not be corrupt, and not, not, not join the assembly line of, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. So that a young person from Kisumu High can say, dude, if I can build a fintech company, I don't have to go and do the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are other story about how wealth is created, corruption, and, and what, we, what people have come to accept as status quo. And also don't do it for the money. For the sake of money, okay, yeah, we are all driven by profits, huh? but uh, don't expect to, like, uh, as in, uh, be successful or be super rich in Overnight. a year yeah. after launching. Not gonna happen. No, it doesn't work that way. Then, there are very few. Sp Sports Pesa is actually a, 
sport person took it took time for it to get where it yeah, was. But at the end of the day, okay. But then that niche a, is also it's, different. It's a, it's a problem niche. Let's not even. Do, <laughs> that's not creating impact. Scoring negative impact. Let's just call a spade yeah. a spade. Yeah. Right. So, but I'm, I guess the reason why I brought it up is like, not most businesses are not going to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, There's some, yeah, but not all. Ninety-nine percent of them are not going to be that way. Yeah. You just need to work hard. Be super, super uh, focused. Focused. That's the thing that I find most people don't do. The don't side, try and do side hustle. things that go. <laughs> Say that again. Don't try and do, do three, three, three things that go. If you're focusing on this business, just focus on it. That's it. Yeah. What's your money doing? I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Okay, side hustle, yeah, but... Uh, What's your core? What's your core? What takes up most of your time? That's when you know somebody who's a real one. That's when you know what you call a real one, right? And uh, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up with this. But final thing yeah. I always ask people is, what's your vision 2030? Where, where do you think this, what's the potential for us to create great companies? What can happen here? Vision 2030 in terms of creating a... Uh, success. Success. Yeah. Mm. We need to believe in ourselves. Um... I think Kenya by then, if I'm talking about Kenya, we have a lot of uh, super ideas that are coming up. And um, local entrepreneurs, they need to be, I'll keep on repeating this, they need to be focused on what they're doing. Um, Don't be discouraged when you see some foreign-owned companies or foreign-owned uh, local companies that are owned by foreign founders doing better than you. Don't be discouraged. Just uh, keep on trying. These things will change eventually. And I believe by 2030, I think we'll have a unicorn from uh, this side of uh, Africa. East Africa, yeah. That's actually an amazing place to stop. We will have a unicorn by 2030. You heard it here first from the man who probably built that unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Bono Soro, man. Thank you so much for your time. Um, And uh, we definitely have to have you back for part two when things are kicked off and you can actually open up a little bit more about what you're doing and and more about that amazing story. I really appreciate your time and uh, for you hosting me here. It was a pleasure. Always. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Good stuff, bud.